Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey folks, great having you with us again today. I'm really excited. This book of John study with Pastor Max Buchanan has been awesome, and he's going to recap a little bit of yesterday as we had to kind of finish in a flurry, and then we're going to read a few more verses. In fact, uh, we closed with verse 26 yesterday, so I'm going to read verse 27 through 30, then I have to step out of the studio, so Max is going to run the rest of the way with you, which I'm excited for him, but I have a call that I have to take, so... Anyway, just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. All right. And so uh, as we kind of just recap of what we've been looking at for the last day is that we were talking about the woman at the well. So we were talking about the Samaritan woman. We talked about how Jesus, uh, by cultural standards, by no way, shape or form, should he been with uh, the Samaritan woman in the slightest. This was a huge no-no. This was uh, culturally unacceptable. And yet Jesus goes out walks through Samaria. He was traveling from Jerusalem back up to Galilee. And he says, I'm not going to go around Samaria like traditionally they would always do. He says, I'm going to go right through it. And when he goes right through it, he meets this woman at the well. And as he talks with her, he reveals to her everything that she had ever done. And then she starts to ask actual questions, right? We talked about the Samaritans, how they had, um, you know, kind of this vague sense that they were Jewish. So they had like Jewish culture. They had the first five books of the Bible, but the Jewish people didn't consider them Jewish. They were, you know, kind of half breeds. They, as the Jewish people would often call them, they were half Jewish, half Assyrian. That was a huge no-no culturally. They had no dealings with each other. And so Jesus is here. He's with, you know, these people with this lady, uh, you know, talking through these things, doing something that was completely, uh, you know, culturally unacceptable. And yet Jesus takes the time with this woman and leads her to whom he is. And as we just read in this, she goes off and she starts talking about who Jesus is to the people around her. She says, there's this person that was over by the well and he told me everything that I ever did. We talked about how she was a crazy outcast. She was there at the six-hour noon, not a time that you would go and get water in this culture. And, uh, yeah, and so she um, is there at this weird time. Jesus meets her, and they go through this entire thing. I want to, again, uh, encourage you that if you are enjoying these teachings, um, I'm having to speed through them. We go in so much more detail through the entire John class that we did at Cloverdale Church of God uh, last year, or actually it was this year, the, early, the first part of this year. Um, and that can all be found on our website. And so if you go to www.cloverdalechurch.org, um, then you can go under the media tab. All of the sermons are there. Um, and if you scroll past that, you're going to get to the John study. You're going to get to the parable study. And there's also an apologetics class that is in there as well. And so if you're sitting at home and you're bored, go ahead and hop over there. Or if you just are enjoying this teaching, I'm having to speed through it. And I'd love for you to join us on there so that you could get more of the full teaching. It's awesome. It's you know a free resource that's just available. And hopefully we're going to continue to do these things. It's, it's such a joy and an honor uh, to be able to put these classes together and study for them 
And I loved doing the book of John and it would be awesome if you joined us over there. There's also links to each PowerPoint, my notes um, that are in the descriptions as well. So yeah, you can check all that out. We'd love for you to go and look at that, but let's go ahead and get right back into this. Uh, As we are looking at this, Jesus says, in uh, verse 23, but the hour is coming and now is here where the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one who is called the Christ. When uh, he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And so here we have two major things that happen. Jesus says that worship is no longer going to be bound to his specific geological location. So the Samaritans, they weren't allowed in the Jewish temple or around the Jewish temple or near the Jewish temple. So they'd go up to this mountain to worship. And so they said, they get into this conversation with Jesus. She says, do I need to go there? Or do I need to fight my way into, you know, the Jewish temple? Where do you really go to worship God? And Jesus doesn't answer that question of, okay, the temple was where I dwelled in the Old Testament. And now there's going to be a new covenant and all this different stuff. No, he simply leads her to who he is and says, the time is coming where that is not going to matter. And so it's interesting if you know about the Old Testament is that God desired to be amongst his people. He had a covenant with him. Uh, we see a promise to Abraham. We see that come to fruition in the person of Moses as they're, they're led out of Egypt and become a nation that is able to build and a nation that's able to build. And then they enter into a covenant. And then Moses goes up onto the hill in Exodus and he gets these tablets and he walks back down and they're worshiping a golden calf. So he drops these tablets and he says, anybody who's willing to come under the covenant of God is over here. Everybody else is out and they all get slayed. Uh, for looking at this golden calf, worshiping this golden calf, looking to this golden calf. They broke the first standards that God had on those tablets. They were breaking them. So then we continue onward, and, and Moses uh, you know, has this season of disobedience, so he's not able to see the promised land. He gets up and sees all that God had for him in the promised land up on this hill, and he dies. And so Joshua leads the, them into Uh, into this area of the promised land. And then we see them established and we know that they go through the time of the judges and the kings and there's just all this stuff that goes on as they establish this nation that leads us to this. During that time, God had such a desire to be with his people that he said, make for me a tent. As you wander, make for me a tent. That was the tabernacle. It was a non-permanent dwelling place where God could literally travel with his people and they could have communion with God. And we know that as we read the last chapter, oh, and then obviously under uh, Solomon, they built the first temple and then uh, that ends up getting destroyed. And then we're in the time of the second temple during this time. And then uh, Jesus says that this temple will be destroyed and he will raise it up in three days. And so we talked about this last week in the last radio shows. Also, if you've caught these on the Cloverdale website, we can go, we go into more detail about what this means. But essentially, Jesus is saying that the temple isn't going to be necessary for the time of worship because we're going to have the Holy Spirit. See, God had to dwell in the tent. Now, because of the death and resurrection of Christ, he 
uh, now has come to dwell in the life of the believer. There is one God and one man, uh, the person of Jesus Christ, or one mediator, the person of Jesus Christ, who stands in between God and man, is how First Timothy tells us. Is that we have the mediator of the person of Jesus Christ who died on that cross, who was fully God and fully man, so that we could have community, communion with God. And so now God has come to reside in us, and that's what he tells us. He says, the time is coming where you will worship in spirit and truth. And so why does he say that? Why? Because the spirit, God is spirit. He makes that clear. He says that here in verse 24. God is spirit. We also now have the Holy Spirit and truth. Two things that do not change no matter where we are at. So we can look at all over the world. We don't need to go to Jerusalem, to the temple, to worship God. We can worship God because his Holy Spirit is living. It is in us. It is among us. His Holy Spirit has tabernacled in our hearts and pushes us forward into the Christian life. So now when you come to a time of worship, when you live your life of worship, so not just singing worship, but as we our lives revolve around worship as believers, we know that it is given to us by the Holy Spirit, guided guides us through the Holy Spirit and that it's not going to change with where we are at in the world. That we worship in spirit and truth two things that do not change. Two things that God has granted us so that we can continue on in the Christian life that we can look to God that aren't going to change whether you're here in the United States you're across the pond over in the UK whether you're all the way in Papua New Guinea in the tribes we can worship God. And isn't that a wonderful thing? And that's so cool as God commissions us to go out, whether it's our neighborhoods, all the way to the ends of the earth is the way that he puts it as we see comes to fruition in the book of Acts. As we look at that and our ability to go out, he makes it available for every person to come to faith in Jesus Christ and to worship him in spirit and truth. And that's what's so encouraging for when us for us when we read this is like, man, when we get to go on those cool trips or even into our community and stuff, we see people come to salvation, the same saving faith that we have. And we know that that's possible because we can worship in spirit and truth. There's no barrier to entry that we need to just come to the grace of God and that we need to submit ourselves to him and that he will forgive us of our sins and start this life with him, that we will be born again like we looked at in chapter three, that we see come to fruition in this lady's life. And what happens is she goes, she goes away and she tells all of the people about Jesus. She said, there's this one who told me everything that I ever did wrong, who told me everything I ever did. Could he be the Messiah? She's seeing that Jesus is the Messiah. And what's interesting is she says, I know that the Messiah is coming. He who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Jesus explicitly here claims that he is the Messiah. Some other places in other, uh, you know, uh, different ripoffs of Christianity and different cults will say, okay, Jesus never claimed to be the Messiah. The one that we read about in the Old Testament, he never claimed to be that. It's as plain as day here. He says he is the Messiah, literally the Messiah. And so he sends her away knowing this, and then Jesus' disciples enter into the picture, and that's where we will pick up next week. So come and join us on Monday. 
We would love for you guys to continue on in this series. We're going to talk about Jesus' disciples' reaction to him talking to the woman in Samaria. And we're also going to get into Jesus healing the official son. So come back next week. We would love, love, love to have you. And thank you so much for listening. We are grateful for each and every one of you. So God bless you and have a great day. Thanks for listening to LifePoint. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.